0: This is ContraZoom, a live in limbo production. This is ContraZoom, where we go back and forth about film. My name is Dakota Arsenal, and for the second year in a row, ContraZoom will be covering the best picture nominees for this year's Oscar ceremony. Every Thursday, a new episode will come out, discussing a few of the films and the chance they have for each of their respective nominations. Also, every Tuesday, a written component to my Oscar Primer series will come out, profiling a few of the other films that didn't make the best picture cut and the odds they have for winning any awards. On this episode, I'll be talking about Arrival and Hacksaw Ridge. Arrival was directed by Denise Villeneuve, a Canadian from Quebec. It was released on November 11th, and the film has eight nominations. Best Picture, Best Director for Denise Villeneuve, Best Adapted Screenplay for Eric Heiserer, Best Cinematography for Bradford Young, Best Film Editing for Joe Walker, Best Production Design for Patrice Vermette and Paul Hote. Best Sound Mixing for Bernard Strobel and Claude LaHaye. And Best Sound Editing for Sylvian Belmar. So, this is a a really interesting, fun sci-fi film that isn't like the typical sci-fi films that have been coming out recently. You know, the trailer hints at maybe lots of action with the alien invasion, things like that. But in reality, it's a much simpler atmosphere that's going on sure the suspense is there and your heart's pounding because you're not really sure what's going on but you never really feel like this is the end of the world doomsday type movie um so it's got some a really interesting plot the imdb description is when 12 mysterious spacecraft appear around the world linguistics professor louise banks is tasked with interpreting the language of the apparent alien visitors so much like Villeneuve's other movies where the trailer and the descriptions maybe uh, depict something else that might be happening. In reality, what we're getting is a really good character study focusing on the Amy Adams character. So as far as you know, the best picture chance goes, it's strong enough that it's definitely going to be in there. But it's really hard when you're going against a juggernaut like La La Land, which has 14 nominations, which is tying for the all-time record but there's a few things that make it seem like it has uh, a chance. One thing is best director. There are five best director nominees and nine best picture nominees. Those five in the director category all line up with the best picture nominees as well, obviously. Um, so right from the get-go, you can sort of see that those are the five key front runners, And then after that, you have to look at a couple other categories that really show it as well. Best director is the big one, uh, but editing is the next big one, which this film has a nomination for as well, because for some reason it really goes hand in hand where the idea of the best picture also has the best editing. And the fact that it has the editing, the director and the picture means it's definitely up there as far as being a real contender. Sure, it's a bit of a dark horse or a long shot compared to something like La La Land, but you cannot rule it out, especially at this point. And I think Denis Villeneuve has really sort of paid his dues. He is on his eighth movie, but only his fourth English movie. Um, And with his last English movie, Sicario, that was definitely a really popular one and, and ended up getting some some love from the Oscars as well. Uh, it was nominated for three Oscars. But if you go back even further, back in 2010, Denise Villeneuve actually directed the best foreign language film winner, En Sandi, uh, which was a uh, French-Canadian movie, although it's not really in French um, because it takes place in the Middle East for the most part. But it's not like Villeneuve is really any sort of stranger to Hollywood. Uh, his other movies... Prisoners has also gotten some nominations as well in the past. Um, So he's really up there as being a familiar face and might be someone that's looked at as having paid their dues. So obviously if Villeneuve wins Best Director it's most likely meaning that Arrival is also winning Best Picture because they do usually go so hand-in-hand. One thing that I could potentially see is something like Damien Chazelle who directed La La Land winning Best Director, but Arrival still beating it out. But I do not think you'll see the other way around where Villeneuve wins Director and La La Land or another movie wins Best Picture. So I think that's something really key to keep your eye on where Villeneuve wins, they're the Best Picture winner. Um... It also is nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Doesn't seem to have the love it got. Um and I think while Fence's the the performances are fantastic, I think the translation of it being a theatrical show to a movie is something that sort of hindered it. Um and then you have Hidden Figures, where I don't think it's uh, maybe a serious enough movie. It's it's fairly lighthearted for it to to maybe win. Um, Lion that's that's a bit of a wild card. Moonlight has a very clear narrative structure. It very clearly tells you what is going on. Um, so I think that's that's the real front runner between Moonlight and Arrival. Also, you find that the screenplay. Award winners might be a consolation prize for not getting the best picture. Uh, La La Land is not in this category, so they don't have to worry about, you know, going up against that Titan. So it could be sort of the consolation prize. Well, we're not going to give you best picture, but, you know, here's your screenplay. Because a lot of the time, best screenplay, whether it's adapted or original, really means that it's sort of like best picture runner-up assuming that the best picture winner wins one of them and the other one goes to someone else. Um, So that's the way I sort of look at that. Then you have best cinematography. The cinematography in this film was absolutely beautiful. And they sort of took some really interesting... Interesting ways of shooting it, uh, you've got this all these gorgeous landscapes because it takes place mostly in Montana, so they're surrounded by the hills and the fog, and then you've got this giant spaceship just sitting there, and then in the background, you've got all this sort of army stuff that's going on, and they do a really great job of contrasting these, this sort of war room feel with this serene, beautiful landscape that's going on with, this, with enough of an air of mystery that the fog really helps with that. And I think Bradford Young does a fantastic job of sort of getting us into this feeling where you're you're not quite on edge, but you're not exactly put to ease when things are going on. Um and a lot of that will also tie into the production design, which I will talk about after. <sighs> Once again, you know, pretty much every episode, it's going to be having to compare it to La La Land because it has so many nominations. And once again, we see La La Land. That's probably at the top. The cinematography in this is easily one of the best parts of La La Land, and they're going to be a real tough one to beat. And I think everyone else is going to be playing second fiddle to that. You know, if you're going for a dark horse runner-up, it might be something like Moonlight or Arrival. Obviously, Moonlight has a bit of a different feel, but the way the lighting works and the tenderness of it all and really being able to get inside the character's emotions is something that I think Moonlight has going for it. Arrival is definitely more about the tension, the setting, how it's feeling, where I think those two can both be going uh, head-to-head as far as playing spoiler for La La Land, because maybe, while La La Land has 14 nominations they might not have as much end game support as the other ones. That's something that we haven't seen yet. That's really going to play out over this month and a bit of Oscar season. Moving on is the editing. I sort of briefly talked about this when I was talking about the director and picture nominees. Here we come back to it again. And because of the fact that it's got the, the competition in its favor, you have to think that, uh, that may be ill stand a chance. But then you look at the rest of the nominees and you realize there's La Land again, there's Moonlight again, there's Manchester by the Sea. So you've got all of those, which really does not help it uh, as far as as far as that goes. And then the last one, oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Manchester by the Sea was not nominated. I'm looking at a different category. But the point still stands: you have a rival. You have La La Land and you have Moonlight. But then you also have Best Picture nominee Hell or High Water and Best Picture nominee Hacksaw Ridge, which was also nominated for Best Director. So you have four of the five coinciding with the director in the Best Picture and all five are in the Best Picture. So this really is a bit of a toss-up. But, you know, the editing, much like the cinematography, they sort of go hand-in-hand hand as far as pacing can be uh, determined. And La La Land seems to have that uh, wrapped up. I would... Yeah, it's tough. Like, I am I like La La Land. I'm not super in love with it. But it's hard to say that the technical achievements it has are clearly besting the movies like Arrival and Moonlight, which are going to be playing uh, Jockey for the second position in this competition. And then we have Best Production Design. I think the reason why this film got the nomination was because of the alien spaceship. Sure, it may have looked simple, but they did this fantastic job of having this gray charcoal look to it when they were on the inside, of course. But then you have that contrasted with what looks like a pane of glass and then this smoke and cloudiness going on behind it. And then you also have all this sort of army stuff that's going on where you really feel like they they did a, a great job. Contrasting images between the beautiful and the serene, and then the intense, the mil- militaristic feel to it—it's up against some tough ones. You know, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them—that's all pure production design and, and magic. No pun intended. One of my personal favorite films of the year was Hail Caesar. And I think they they did a fantastic job recreating the look and the feel of 1950s Hollywood with all those gorgeous sets that they had, which were just so much fun. Um, And you really got to appreciate them because the camera would pull back and you would see what these sets were built, which you don't really get to see unless you're watching a behind-the-scenes footage of movies. Uh, And it's also up against the Titan La La Land. And then also Passengers, um, which at this point I have not seen quite, so I can't comment too much on the movie. But I personally, I would love to see Hail Caesar get this, but with Arrival, I don't know if it does enough to sort of set itself out from the La La Land. Um, So this might be one of the things where if if La La Land's winning everything in the night this will probably be one of its easier wins for them. Then we have the the tag team of sound mixing and sound editing. Most often these awards go hand in hand um, because a lot of people don't really know that much of a difference between them. It has to do with the sound that is recorded from... Uh, like the sound effects that are added onto it, and then the sound that's going on in the actual movie as well. Uh, so that's why you usually see a lot of more of the blockbustery type movies in these categories. You have movies like uh, Deep Water Horizon and Sully and Hacksaw Ridge and Rogue One and Thirteen Hours and things like that. So it's got some stiff competition. What Arrival has is they've got this all these great sounds of the the alien ship and the aliens themselves they kind of are these weird tentacle things and every time they they write and hit the glass slap the glass you definitely hear this like oozing octopus like sound and it's it's so fascinating and interesting to hear and the fact that they're nominated in both categories both sound editing and sound mixing is something that is going to be working in their favor Um, as only three of the films are nominated in both, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, and La La Land. (sighs) La La Land's got all that fantastic live music going on, so that might be going for their favor. Hacksaw Ridge, obviously, is a war movie, so there's going to be tons of uh, shooting and airplanes and things like that that are loud sound effects that are going in their favor. And it seems like these categories are best sound effects, most overt sound effects, not necessarily the most subtle and things like that. So I don't know if Arrival ends up winning Best Picture. It might win both of these. But in reality, I think no matter what, it's going to go to either La La Land or Hacksaw Ridge. La La Land, if everything gets swept up, but Hacksaw Ridge might be might be able to take both of these and pick up their few technical nominations, which I'm going to go on for them a little bit later uh i just want to briefly say it really sucks that amy adams was not nominated for best picture if it was me i would have put her in over merrill street for florence foster jenkins but that clearly did not happen and i think the reason why is because she split her vote she's in both arrival and nocturnal animals now, if Nocturnal Animals didn't get any nominations, I would be more baffled. But Michael Shannon did get nominated for Supporting Actor, so you have to think there are some Nocturnal Animal fans out there. Uh, and in fact, Aaron Taylor-Johnson was considered a more likely nominee from Nocturnal Animals over Michael Shannon, but here we are. Uh, so it really sucks that Amy Adams is not here because she's definitely deserving. And in fact, if she was here, I would put her as one of the front runners runners to actually win. Um, but sadly she's not. And then also, original score. This seemed like it was more of a technicality issue, but Yona you know uh, forget his name. Uh, Jonas Johansson, I think is how you say his name, uh, who did the score for the movie. It was absolutely beautiful. It was one of the most memorable scores of the year. And unfortunately, because they believed he used works used previously, even though you're allowed to use that for part of the score, it was apparently not sufficient enough. So they sadly missed out on what would have been not only a great nomination, but a potential win for them as well. Okay, moving on, we're going to talk about a second film today. That's going to be Hacksaw Ridge, which was directed by Mel Gibson. It was released on November 4th, and it has six nominations. Best Picture, Best Actor for Andrew Garfield, Best Director for Mel Gibson, Best Film Editing, John Gilbert, Best Sound Mixing, Kevin O'Connell, Andy Wright, Robert McKenzie, and Peter Grace, and Best Sound Editing, Robert McKenzie, and Andy Wright. So, first, big thing, Best Picture. It was a little bit of a surprise to see this film get included, just because I wasn't sure how well it was being received. You know, when it came out, critics were a little mixed on it. Some seemed to really love it. Others seemed pretty dismissive of it. But it has to have one of the most interesting plot lines going for it. You know, the the IMDB description for it says, World War II Army Medic. Desmond T. Doss, who served during the Battle of Okinawa, refuses to kill people and becomes the first man in American history to receive the Medal of Honor without firing a shot. So that that on its own is a such an interesting thing. He was absolutely against even touching a gun; would not even touch a gun during his uh, his training and in the war. And he was a conscientious objector and a pacifist. But he still believed that he could do his part by helping, by being a medic and saving lives. His whole thing was saving lives, not taking lives. And such a such an amazing idea and such a story that why had we not heard more about Mr. Doss before? And so I was cautiously optimistic about this story because I like Andrew Garfield as an actor. But I'm really not crazy about Mel Gibson, despite the fact that he has shown that he is quite a competent director and his films might actually be underrated, like Apocalypto, which was coincidentally his last movie about a decade ago, if I'm recalling correctly. But here we have this that somehow managed to sneak in to the Best Picture nominees. And at first I thought it would be like, oh, wow, that's a sneak in. But then you sort of look at the other nominations, like Best Director. Uh, best film editing and you realize that there's some real support behind this film. Do I think it will win? I don't know, but it's, I think, I think too many people will look at this film and say that they cannot vote for it because they have not forgiven Mel Gibson for all of the terrible things he has said uh, over the years. You know, everyone knows about his, his drunken anti-Semitic rants and things like that. When, when the film came out and, and uh, and the best and the nominations were, were being considered predicted, I thought the only thing that they would really get was Andrew Garfield, who once again, gave, gives a very stunning performance. Do I think he stands a chance in this? It's tough to say. Um, it seems like this is Casey Affleck's award to lose. If I was to go with a runner up, you know, maybe Ryan Gosling for, for La La Land, if, if the sweep happens. Um, and then you have like a smaller performance by Viggo Mortensen, who is really deserving of that. And then Denzel Washington, who kind of gives a big tour de force performance in a maybe not so great film. So this is really, you know, Casey Affleck with a bunch of, mm, I don't really know other contenders, so, do I think Andrew Garfield will win? No, this is not his year, but let's not count him out because he will be back very soon, I imagine, to win his first award. Going on back down to the director, of Mel Gibson, you look at who he is as a person, and there's just there's just no way. There, Like I, I talked about, for Arrival, there's maybe a chance that Damien Giselle wins for Best Director and a different Best Picture winner is named. That... Could happen, but I just I just do not see it. I, I think this is Mel Gibson's, you know, nice welcome back, but I don't think they're ready to start anointing him with awards yet, even if this actually was the best film of the year, which I do not believe so, because I think the third act really falls apart, which is why we're not seeing it in the screenplay categories. Uh, okay, and then you have Editing. It's a war movie. You know there's going to be lots of cuts, lots of editing, lots of shots of going on both sides, and I think it's handled pretty well. Uh, A bit of a plot problem is that all these very drawn-out battle sequences, you constantly lose Andrew Garfield's character, and sometimes you have a hard time remembering which characters there are, which, which is definitely a bit of an editing problem. And could have been resolved. I don't think this is going to win, even if it was a different director or Mel Gibson was in better standing. I do not think this would win. Uh, And then you have the sound categories. I think that this might be the chance for Hacksaw to get its only wins of the night. Both sound mixing and sound editing, like I talked about for Arrival, is only one of three films to get both nominations. Which is usually a sign that those are really the three frontrunners. I wouldn't be surprised if they win both of these. This seems like a perfect way to sort of be like, here you go. This is what we'll give you. Thank you very much. Please don't say anything racist, Mel Gibson. So there we have it. Those are the first two nominees of the best pictures that I've talked about, Arrival and Hacksaw Ridge. Please let me know what you think. Are they going to win any awards? Are either of them really going to win Best Picture? they Are going to take down La La Land? And stay tuned for every Thursday. We'll be coming back with some more great ContraZoom content where we talk about some more Best Picture nominees. Make sure you check out liveandlimbo.com where you can find the show notes. I'll have the listings for the nominations. And please follow me on Twitter at DGAPA and we can talk about these nominees. Take care.